to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article titled Heifers on Feed Indicate Long-Term Liquidation Still Occurring. This article first appeared in the In the Cattle Markets newsletter on January 9th of this year. To discuss the topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's an Extension Livestock Economist at the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, Dr. Dennis, in this article, you shared some long-term data looking at things such as a percentage of heifers on feed, uh, feeder cattle that are weighing over 600 pounds that were heifers, a lot of different things that give trends over time that can give some indication into whether we're in a herd rebuilding or herd liquidation phase as we think about the beef cow herd. Walk through with us some of the data you shared and how we might think about those numbers, especially as we think about what's happening with beef cows in terms of total cow herd number in the United States. Yeah, so the real big indicator of herd liquidation is always going to, we have a leading indicator, we have a, a current indicator, and then we have a lagging indicator. Uh, that lagging indicator is uh, total heifers on feed as a percentage of total cattle on feed. And what we know is, as that number tends to cycle up as we start to enter different parts of the cycle that as we put more heifers on feed, essentially we're saying that we're not, we don't have a strong desire to start rebuilding the herd. And then when we we're looking at kind of ways that we're going to start rebuilding, some of that leading indicator is total number of heifers that are sold that are over 600 pounds that are going through the sale barns. As that number starts to come down, uh, what that's basically saying is not as many 600-pound animals that are heifers are being sold. Well, if they're not being sold, they have to be somewhere, and that generally indicates that they're being held for retention on farm. And we really started to peak on the number of heifers over 600 pounds that were being sold about uh, in the middle of last year. And so even though our lagging indicator, which is total heifers on feed, is continuing to climb, you know, we do have some indication that herd rebuilding will at least start in 2023. But that doesn't mean herd contraction, which is the total of heifers that are calving and total cows, is done. Because if we're killing more cows than we're bringing in, then we still have herd reduction. And so I think we're still going to experience herd reduction into 2023. At least that's what the data is going to suggest. And where, t- uh, where we'll be at in 2024 is obviously going to be highly driven by total beef cow during uh, 2023. Obviously, there's other factors impacting this as well. Obviously, widespread drought, the increase in feed prices, those things are influencing whether people are thinking about keeping heifers also. But it is interesting, and we're going to get the NAS data here coming up the end of January in terms of expected cow numbers. What's your prediction as we think about that and, and what we might expect in terms of total cow numbers as we think about potential declines? Yeah, so one of the one of the ways that we can look at that is we can just look at what was the heifer retention in the January report and relate that to where we were at in that last quarter or an average across all quarters during the previous year. And what we see is that actually as as heifers on feed is a little bit higher, that total heifer retention in the January report is is lower. So this kind of this negative relationship and uh, what I showed was that given where we were at on average across all of the quarters last year, we are probably experiencing probably a four and a half, 
four to four and a half percent reduction in total heifers held back for retention. That would indicate that, you know, we're going to at least have some herd liquidation just because we don't have the cows uh, to to actually be populating the feeder cattle in 2024. So that's why I'm really kind of looking at cow slaughter in 2023, because that's going to really indicate of, you know, are we really going to be continuing to liquidate uh, in 2023 when at least there's some price indication that maybe it's time to start herd rebuilding. As we look at cow numbers and then we also look at feed prices, obviously, I think in many cases, people have already sent to town those cows that, uh, you know, were older cows, less productive cows. So the cows remaining in the herd are probably younger cows, more productive cows as we think about moving into this next phase. But then just also thinking about how market conditions drive things. And the last time we had a, a major drought, uh, 2012, and then after that, there was a rebuilding of the cow herd. We saw a pretty high number of heifers retained, which short-term then reduces the number of feeder cattle coming to market. What's your perspective as we maybe look at an outlook now where we're seeing what looks to be potentially, we've seen some moisture. If we start to see some moisture, are we going to see a similar scenario replay like that? I think we're going to see a similar scenario, but of a smaller magnitude. And the reason why is uh, what had to do prior to the drought in 2020 or 2011, 2012. And we were already in a herd decline. And in 2010, we actually started to rebuild the herd. And so we were still at pretty low numbers when we were starting to rebuild when we had another liquidation happen. And so I think that was a primary difference uh, between why we had such a large boomerang effect is we were already low and then we liquidated more than we would have liked to because we just literally didn't have the forage. So I think we're going to still experience higher prices this year and into 2024. They're going to be, if we take away inflation and that effect, they're still going to be smaller in real values um, than we would have experienced in 2014, which is why this whole year and, and even part of last year, I'm really hammering on, it's not about the nominal value, it's about the margin we get per cow or, you know, per exposed, however you want to calculate it, but it's the margin that we need to be focusing on rather than the dollar received. Anything else on this topic you think would be valuable for producers as they evaluate where we're at in the cattle cycle and as we look forward to what may be coming? Yeah, I think, you know, we often talk about you know, optimism and prices. And as prices go up, risk management actually becomes cheaper. It's just the way that it works because as prices tend to go up, they're saying, well, there's a less likelihood of it actually going down. And so that, that cost for that risk protection is cheaper. So my recommendation is always, if we find a profit margin that we're comfortable with, lock it in. There's always kind of that you know, afraid of missing out, you know, prices could go higher and that's true. But if we have a profit margin that we've set before the marketing window, when we hit that, walk in some of that profit. Um, and I think as, as producers, as we start to manage, continue to manage for the long run, that will ensure that we can at least cover some of our variable costs and hopefully most of our fixed costs so that we can be profitable both in the near term and in the future. 
Well, one of the tools to do that for cow-calf and feeder cattle producers is livestock risk protection insurance. And changes in that in the last several years have made that financially more attractive because of the subsidy level that's going with that product now. Yeah, absolutely. And we do a lot of education around livestock risk protection. If there's interest or you want to know more about it, you can talk to myself or even uh, yourself, Aaron. Uh, and if there's a meeting, check with us and we'd be more than happy to connect you with some someone who can tell you a little bit more about it. Well, thanks again for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article that we discussed today, Heifers on Feed Indicate Long-Term Liquidation Still Occurring.